Wonderful. Thank you so much. Uh, good morning, everyone. Good morning. The overflow, those of you that's in the overflow, um, I believe that God's going to touch us this morning wherever we are seated. Um, and so we're not seated in a building, we are seated in His presence. And so whether you're in the overflow or here or watching on live stream, we are in His presence. That's, why, that's where we are. Now, there's a lot of crazy happening in the world right now, and uh, you should remain in His presence. Remain in His presence. Don't miss your relationship and your position in Him during this time. It's a time where we can come closer to God, where we can, uh, we can build our relationship with Him during this season. So don't neglect that uh, uh, building uh, your intimacy and your intimate relationship with the Lord. He's available and we've got access to Him. Heaven is not in a lockdown. Heaven is not closed. Heaven is not going through a crisis. Um, we, have, we have access to God and to His presence. Now God is calling us to a deeper place, to a deeper relationship. Not just as a church, but as individuals. It's calling you. And uh, we are on different spiritual levels in this room right now. And so we're not here to compare with one another. Where you are, God is calling you to take the next step. He's not saying, I, I'm, I want you to be where that person is. He's saying, just you draw closer to me. Just you in your life, as a family, come closer to me. And it's critical in this season to hear from him. And I believe that God wants to speak to every one of us. Every individual, everyone that's here, God has a word for you. He wants to speak with you or to you, but you need to connect with him. You need to, you need to seek him in this time, and he will. If you ask him, he will speak to you in this season. Amen? Okay, wonderful. The worship was great. We, it was really the presence of God is here, and so I don't want to leave that. I want to remain in his presence this morning. Um, they already started. We had anointed worship this morning. Those of you that's watching on live stream, we want to invite you to come to the meetings. Uh, there's really, God is doing something special, something significant in this time in His church. So we invite you to come and be part of this. Thank you, Pastor Jim and Kelly, for, again, for the opportunity to be with you and uh, to fellowship with you this weekend and to have a common goal, which is the kingdom, building the kingdom and uh, functioning in our mandate and our calling. And so I'm united with you and I'll stand with you in agreement as a church as families, that God would come and, and His will will be established in your life, His plan for your business and for where you are in this season. Amen. Let's pray together. It's okay to say amen. It's not a bad word. So it's, okay. Just want to make sure. Thank you, Father, for your presence this morning. Thank you, Lord, for your Holy Spirit that's here, that's in the room, that's with us. Father, we want to remain in your presence. We want to remain in you. And so, Father, right now we ask your Holy Spirit just to stay. Holy Spirit, don't leave. Remain with us. Remain in this meeting. And even as we leave this meeting today, remain with us as we move on. Father, I pray specifically, Lord, for Pastor Jim Kelly in this season, Lord. Father, I want to stand in agreement with them. I want to lift them up, Lord. And Father, the leadership of this church. Father, I want to lift them up. I want to pray, Lord, I pray for protection over their lives. Protect them, Lord. Cover them, Father. And thank you, Lord, for the calling that is growing, the mandate that's growing upon, upon their lives, that you are busy adding to them. You are busy expanding them in this season. I declare that in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hebrews chapter 5 verse 14. Hebrews 5 verse 14. Starts off and says, but solid food is for the mature who by constant use have trained themselves to distinguish good from evil. Solid food is for the mature who by constant use have trained themselves to distinguish good from evil. You cannot 
change yourself, but you can train yourself. I want you to look at the person next to you this morning and say to them, you cannot change yourself, but you can train yourself. Those of you that's watching on live stream, you cannot change yourself, but you can train yourself. Solid food is for the mature, who by constant use have trained themselves to distinguish good from evil. What makes you mature is not your age, your ability, your gifting, but according to Hebrews 5.14, what makes you mature is the ability to distinguish good from evil, to discern good from evil. Today we have people that are 70, 80 years old and they have still not learned to distinguish good from evil. I believe every day we have the opportunity to distinguish good from evil. And when we have these encounters or moments every day, it is an it is a opportunity to be promoted. It's, it's an opportunity to grow. It's an opportunity to step into the next level. So growing in our relationship with God is not something that comes by just once a year or once a lifetime. Continually, we get the opportunity to grow and to step into a deeper place by discerning good from evil and choosing good. Now, don't be concerned this morning because we, all of us miss it. All of us miss it. You're going to miss it in your life. You're going you're to choose evil. This is who we are. We make mistakes. But the opportunity comes again. Every day we have the opportunity to choose life, to choose life and to go for what is right. And I believe that we are in a time right now where it is crucial for every believer to distinguish good from evil. Two days ago, Lord, I was praying and the Lord clearly spoke to me. He clearly said to me, he said, Andre, you need more Holy Spirit and less media. Because you need to discern good from evil. You need to concern what, what is my plan in this season and in this moment in your life. You need to discern. You need to choose good. And so right now you are overwhelmed and you are, you've got so many other voices that's in your life and that you listen to and allow. You need more of me. And so the answer this morning is not a gift. The answer this morning is not a quick fix. It's not money. It's not the answer this morning is more of his presence. That's the answer. We need more of him. That's what we need. More of him. I was in Nigeria a couple of years ago and uh, standing with a man who really moved in the supernatural, in the supernatural power of God, who raised the dead in front of us. A group of pastors there standing there raised the dead in front of us. And we were with this man, and he called us to, to a prayer meeting with him. And we traveled two hours to get to a place to pray. And uh, um, after we got out there, we all got off the, off the vehicle, out of the bus, and we stand together in a circle. And we, we, he said, let us pray. And we, stand, we stood there, and we prayed. And he led us in prayer. And for 15 minutes... He prayed, and we followed, and he prayed. He said, Lord, more of you and less of me. More of you and less of me. Fifteen minutes. And then he said, okay, let's go. We got back into the bus. We started to drive back two hours to the church. And religious voices in that vehicle started to complain, and they said, is this prayer? Was that prayer? Was it prayer? Religious voices objects what God wants to do. Religious voices wants more of them than less of God. And in this season that we are right now, we need more of His presence, more of Him. We cannot stick to a program or a ritual 
we need, when the Holy Spirit moves, we have to be ready to move with Him, to go with Him. Now, what makes you mature this morning is not your age, education, culture, background. What makes you mature is the, is the ability to, to distinguish good from evil, to know in your life daily that this is not from God, and this is God, and to start to, to navigate, to, to move in the direction of the things of God in your life, remove. Now, I've made mistakes in my life continually. I, I work this, I grow in this, because I'm faced with this daily, not once a day, 10 times a day at least, you have the opportunity to, dis- to choose good from evil. And we have to learn to choose good, to choose what is right. Because as we do that, that is maturity. Maturity is developed and grown. Amen? Now in Romans chapter 11, verse 2 to 6, it says, uh, God did not reject his people whom he foreknew. Don't you know what the scripture says in the passage about Elijah? How he appealed to God against Israel. Lord, they've killed your prophets and torn down your altars. I am, I am the only one left, and they are trying to kill me. And what was God's answer to him? I've reserved for myself 7,000 who have not bowed the knee to Baal. So too at the present time there is a remnant chosen by grace. And if it is by grace, then it cannot be based on works. If it were grace, grace would no longer be grace. So here he's, um, here he's standing in, with a small group of people. And this small group of people is called the remnant. Now, to give you a couple of um, uh, ideas of what the remnant is or meanings of the word remnant, the remnant also means chosen, remainder, and supernatural breed. And this morning, I'm speaking to the remnant. The remnant is a group of people that have been through the fire, through the storm, and they're still standing. Small minority, small group of people. And this morning, I'm addressing the remnant. Those of you that are sitting in the overflow room, I'm addressing the remnant this morning. That small group of people, chosen, remainder, supernatural breed, that have been through the fire, and they're still standing. They are still here. Now, we think what makes you mature in life is the gifting that you have. We think that when a person functions in the supernatural, that they are mature. We think that when someone functions in the prophetic office or in a prophetic gift, that they are mature because they have the gift. We think it's the gifting that makes them mature. We think when someone does miracles, we think because they're performing the miracles, they, it's a sign of maturity. I'm here this morning to say to you that that is not what makes you mature. The gift is free. God gives us a gift. That is not a sign of maturity. But what makes you mature in life is what you have survived. It's what you have survived. And this morning, I'm speaking to a group of people that think they're immature because of the storms, because of the challenges, because of the fire. But what you don't realize is that you have become mature because you're still standing. You faced all of that, and you're still here. You still love God. You still have the passion of God in your life, even though you've been through all of those things in your life. And that is what makes you mature today. Now, when I was 10 years old, I wanted to be mature. 
but I haven't survived anything yet. I barely survived my parents. That's it. <laughs> I haven't survived anything. But when, and when I was 20 years old, again, I wanted to be, be mature. But I haven't survived stuff yet. I've survived my girlfriend at the age of 20. That's it. And so what makes you mature today is what you've been through and what you have survived in your life. I had the opportunity a year ago in a conference to sit with Michael W. Smith and to ask him questions in an interview. And the first question that I could think of with him as I said to him, I said to him, what is your greatest success, Michael? And he replied, he said, my greatest success is surviving my success. Is being able to be promoted and grow and became famous and, and but still keep myself together. And so this morning I'm speaking to a group of people, the remnant, small minority, small group of people. The world look at you and they think you're unsuccessful because they only look at your finances, they only look at one part of your life, they think you're unsuccessful, you didn't make it. But this morning in the spirit, I see a group of mature people. People that have been through stuff in their life, been through relationships that broke up, been through pain, been through sickness and disease, been through cancer, and survived that. And yet, you're sitting here today and you're saying, well, Andre, I, I, I just barely made it. But you made it. Feels like I'm just hanging on a little string. <laughs> you made it. You went through the fire. And you're still standing. You're still here. You are the remnant. You are the remainder group of people. And so what makes you mature today is the fact that you've been through all those storms. You've been through those challenges. You've been through the loss. You've lost things in your life. But yet this morning you're still here. You're still showing up. You're still serving God. You're still looking for God in this. And the enemy wants you to focus all on the natural. He wants you to focus on the loss, the pain, the sorrow, the battle scars. And he wants you to measure yourself according to the mistakes that you've made. And according to that, you have failed and you're a failure. And that's, that's his attack at this moment, is to get our attention on, on all the mess ups in our lives. Now this morning, I want to make it clear to you that people are not what they've done. People are not what they've done. I've, I've made mistakes in my life. I, I did, did stupid things when, when I grew up. A pastor recently asked me about this. He said, Andre, um, I heard you did this and this and this when you, were, when you were 16, 17 years old. And I said to him, listen, maybe I've done those things, but I'm a new creation. God has forgiven me. He has set me free. And I don't even have the thoughts anymore of what I've done in that season of my life. God has rescued me. He's taken me out of that. And so what do you want, what do you want to do? Do you want, do you want to put me back in that season and judge me? Is that the idea? Do you want to try to find whether and measure my character according to what I've done 15 years ago? No. People are not what they've done. It's not who they are. And again, our challenge or our fight is not the person. There's times where the enemy works through people. And so they make, they make decisions that affect us. They, they do things that hurt other people. But our fight is not the individual. 
It's not the person. It's the spirit behind that thing. That is our fight. Because as brothers and sisters, we have to love one another. We have to have grace for one another. And this is what, this is what storms does in your life. When you go through storms in your life, it develops passion in your heart for other people. When I started in ministry, I didn't have compassion for people. I just wanted them to get over it and, get, and move on. <laughs> because I haven't faced anything. I haven't been through anything. And so just, okay, great. Okay, let's move on. Build a bridge, get over it. Let's go. <laughs> but then when I started to go through stuff in my life, I started to develop a sensitivity and a compassion for people. And then I realized, wow, when you go through that thing, it's, it's, not, it's not just getting over it. There's some, it's a process. There's things that has to happen in your heart. Healing has to come in your heart. Healing has to come to your family. It's a battle. And this is what storms does. It creates that sensitivity in your life so you can be more compassionate to other people, to what they're facing. Once you've been through sickness, once you've worked through sickness and disease in your own life, I mean, look at Jesus, his compassion that he has for people. And that's who we follow. We don't follow anyone else. We follow, his, we follow Jesus. We follow his standard. Jesus does not create a miracle meeting where hundreds of people line up and he just touches them and passes on. No, he has compassion for them. He wants to hear their story. He wants to know, where have you been? What happened? He's got the time to stand still and listen. And this is what the church globally is busy losing at this moment. They're losing the compassion for people. The compassion for the lost. The heart for lost. I, was, I did not get saved in church. I got saved outside of church. Why? Because someone, someone brought the gospel to me. Someone reached out to me. That's why. One individual. And today I've been in ministry for the last 20 years of my life, ministering globally because one person thought that it was not a waste of time to share the gospel with one individual. Late at, late at night, young, 16 years old, wanted to give up, wanted to take my life. And someone reached out to me. Someone sat with me. Someone worked with me through the stuff in my life in that season. And it activated me. I want to say to you as a church this morning and as Faith Chapel now, I know that Faith Chapel has a heart for the lost. I know there's many people that's sitting in this room today because someone reached out to you. Because they came and touched you. Because they, they yes, we want people to come, but there's also a time where we have to go and get them. We have to go and find them where they are. And this is what this church is doing. But I sense that God, God wants to duplicate this globally. He wants to put back the heart in the church, the compassion in the church for the lost and for people. And when I say the church, I'm not referring to the building. I'm referring to you tonight, today. The passion in your heart for the lost. The, the fact that you, when you go to bed at night and you sleep, you think about other people, where they are, what they're going through. Not just your household. But are they okay? Are they making it? And we're in a time right now where people need 
the compassion of God. They need the love of God. It's not just about the stuff. It's about the comfort and His presence. And so this morning, I'm inviting you as a church to remain in His presence. Remain in His presence in this season of your life. I want to end this morning and say to you that it is impossible to burn out if you maintain your relationship with God. Impossible to burn out. But once you start to focus on everything else in your life and you don't pay attention to that, then you start to burn out. You know that every person, every person is a foot away from burning out. Everyone. doesn't matter who you are. <laughs> if you want to do things in the natural, you're going to burn out. Every person is close to that. It's our relationship with Him that maintains us, that keeps us going. Even though we make bad choices and we miss it, it's our, our relationship with Him that keeps us on track. It's the most important thing this morning. I want to ask you to close your eyes and I'm going to lead you in prayer. I want to give you this opportunity this morning, if you are here in this building and you are not saved, you've not made a decision for, for Christ. I'm speaking to people in the overflow right now as well. Uh, that's watching, and uh, those of you that's watching on live stream right now, that's part of this family, if you are not saved, if God has brought you to this place this morning, if you're not sure about it, you can leave this place, you can, you can end this meeting today, you can walk out, you can go off the live stream today, and you can know that you are right with God. You can know that. And so this morning, I want to give you that opportunity. I'm going to pray generally. I'm not going to invite you to the front. I'm not going to put focus on you, not going to expose you. It's between you and God this morning. I want to give you this opportunity to make right with God this morning. If you say, Andre, it's me. I want you to quickly raise up your hand just where you are, just quickly up and down, and I'm going to pray with you. And then also over the live stream, just where you are, we're going to pray with you and stand with you in agreement, and we're going to invite you back into the family of God this morning. And the overflow just quickly, raise up your hand up and down between you and God if you want to come back to the family of God this morning. Your life is precious. Your soul is precious. There is nothing more important than eternity. Nothing else. And so we want to invite you back this morning. Just quickly, up and down, we're going to pray. We'll give a couple of more seconds and we pray. Thank you. Let's pray together. Father, right now, I bring every person, everyone that has raised their hand, everyone that said yes, I bring them before you right now. And your word says, your word says that we will receive me. It says anyone that calls upon your name will be saved. Anyone. And so, Father, today we want to call upon your name. And so, Father, we accept you in our lives. We receive you this morning as our Lord and Savior. And so, Father, today we step back into the family of God. Today when we leave this building, we are sure that we are part of your family. We pray that in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. I want to ask you if you've prayed today and if you come into agreement today and you've accepted Christ to reach out to some of the leadership in the church and just make yourself known so they can start the journey with you. And those of you on live stream that have watched, we want to invite you to come and to be part of it in the season of what God is doing. Amen. Faith Chapel, Isaiah 66, verse 8. This morning, I want to speak to Faith Chapel and also to Pastor Jim and Kelly. As I prayed for you, 
The Lord spoke to me. He gave me Isaiah 66, verse 8, Pastor Jim. He says, who has ever heard of such things? Who has ever seen things like this? Can a country be born in a day or a nation be brought forth in a movement? I believe, Pastor Jim, that in this season that God is calling you to push boundaries and take ground. Faith Chapel, God is calling you to push boundaries and to take ground. This is the season, this is the time not just to, to speak about the word, but to demonstrate the word and to act in your faith. It's a season of pushing boundaries and gaining ground. I see that God is busy establishing two legs in this ministry, two legs, one here and one in the city, two legs. And God will use these two legs to grow and to develop. And I know that Faith Chapel has a heart for the lost. I know you have a heart for the people out there that is broken. And so God has opened a door for you to be able to touch the city. Now I sense that God has opened it, but I sense He's going to open it wider. He's going to open it wider and wider and wider, that in the years to come, that you will have a greater influence in the city. An influence in the city. An influence. I see a gate that God is opening up in the city for people to come in, for the lost to come in, for the addicted to come in. For those that need Christ to come in, a gate that is opening. And it's opening up that gate wider and wider and wider. Why? To receive more people, to accompany more people, is bringing them in. And I sense that it will grow the, 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 the branch or the leg in the city, will grow and grow and grow and become larger and bigger and bigger. And so God has put you geographically exactly where He needed you to be, right there in the city, in the midst of everything, where it's happening, and it's opening it up. Now, the enemy is not happy with that. And so the enemy is trying to stop things. And what I sense in the spirit that he's trying through legalities, through legal things, trying to stop you from moving as a church and doing what you're supposed to do. But I hear the Lord saying this morning, he's saying that he's going to fight your cause. God is going to fight your cause. The Holy Spirit is going to represent you. It's going to fight your cause. So it doesn't matter what legal or legalities they try to use against you, to stop you, to quiet you. God says that they will not win and they will not succeed. He will uphold you. He will take you forth. But don't be intimidated. Very important. Don't be intimidated about voices that's out there, threats that is coming. Don't be intimidated by any threats. This is the season for you as Faith Chapel to push boundaries, to push the boundaries. There's certain limitations that's being put around you, and they want you to just to play safe, just to keep it within those boundaries. But our Lord, I hear the Lord saying, just push the boundaries. Just push it around. There's a mold that they want to place on you, and God says you have to break that mold. And so Pastor Jim and Kelly, um, I honor you this morning for your lives and for your ministry and for who you are. Um, what I really love about you is the stability, Pastor um, Jim Kelly, that you have. You're stable. You're not fireworks, not once a year big fireworks. You are stable, stable and consistent in ministry and also in your lives and what you're doing. And I see that the momentum that you're gaining, that momentum is going to carry you for many, many years because you're building up that momentum. It's, a, it's starting to carry you as a family, but then also as a church you're gaining that momentum, gaining that momentum. Now, I see 
the plan of God that he has for you as, as a church. And it's not just one generation. It's multiple generations. It's not ending in 10 years or in 5 years. I see 25-year cycle, then another 25-year cycle, then another 25-year cycle. I see continuing, 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 generations, generations. And this is the season where the next generation is stepping in and reporting for duty. The next generation, the next generation is getting involved, is connecting what God wants to do in this season. Amen. Bless you.